Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, it's good to be with you. Today we are actually going to talk about deception. It's going to be a little bit of a heavy topic, but I think it's going to be really good. And in the end, as we weave through it, you're really going to feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged. So just hang in there with me. I want to take a moment and just welcome everyone. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I run a ministry called RHM International. If you're interested, just go to the website, check it out, ruthhendrickson.org. You can learn more about me and also about the ministry, what we're doing. You'll find all sorts of resources on there and um, ways to connect. So again, that website is ruthhendrickson.org. Okay, deception in the body of Christ. There seems to be a lot of it right now. There's a slew of it. It's being exposed, and that is actually a good thing. As frustrating as it can be and as disheartening as it can be, we actually need the deception within the body of Christ to be exposed. So I just want you to say right now, this isn't a bad thing. Okay, this isn't a bad thing. This is not a a bad season. You know, when we take that deception and we combine it with a lot of high-level leaders who have been falling into moral failure, they may not actually be a false prophet. They may not be a wolf among the sheep. I mean, you know, they're still human and they make bad decisions, but you put those two together when you have a lot of the deception being exposed and also a lot of sin entering into the camp, it makes for a very disheartening dynamic for many. And what I see as a pastor, what I see happening in the midst of that is a lot of people get discouraged, a lot of people walking away from the Lord. And what needs to be happening is we, as the body of Christ, as followers of Jesus Christ, actually need to be diving into the word even more. We need to be finding our voices. We need to be speaking truth. And we need to be guiding people to the Lord rather than bad-mouthing our leaders and you know getting depressed and becoming complainers ourselves. So let's dive into the Word of God, okay? Because again, that's always our plumb line. And as we walk through this, you know, how else do we keep ourselves from sinking? We go to the Lord. We, we dive in. We worship. We spend time with Him. We pray. We forgive. We ask for wisdom. We ask for discernment, okay? So actually, let's take a moment and pray right now for that wisdom and discernment because I think there's going to be many people who come to your mind as we go through this teaching today. And we need God's wisdom and discernment to understand, are they a believer who's fallen into sin? We're all guilty, right? Okay, are they a believer who's fallen into sin? Or are they actually a false prophet or somebody, a wolf in sheep's clothing, deceiving the body of Christ, okay? So Heavenly Father, we just come before you and Father, we ask that you open our minds that we we can hear your voice, that we can receive from heaven. And Father, we ask for an increase in the gift of discernment. We ask for an increase in the gift of wisdom so that we would really model, so that we would walk as you want us to walk. Because Father, we cannot in this season In this season, we cannot afford to be silenced. We have to find our voices and we have to speak truth. We need your words. Lord, you tell us if we open our mouths, you will fill it. We cannot afford to be silenced. We have to open up. We have to speak up. We have to to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. If we don't do it, then the rocks are going to cry out. If we don't worship you, the rocks will cry out. If we don't bring heaven to earth, then 
people are going to die in their sins. People are going to live with infirmities who you want to heal. There's all sorts of things. We're to be the agents of heaven on earth. So Father, we want to step back into that. So Lord, we just look to you and forgive us where we've gotten so uh, frustrated with your body. Lord, we just look to you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Galatians 6, 7 begins with, do not be deceived. Just say that right now. Just shout it out. I, can, I, I can't be deceived. I cannot afford to be deceived. What that tells me right there, when it starts out with, do not be deceived, that's actually command, okay? So therefore, we can be deceived, but we're being commanded not to be deceived. You know, we increasingly need that gift of discernment. That's why we took a moment and prayed. And we need it not just because, you know, Someone in authority says something. We have to understand this. Okay, folks, just because somebody in authority says something does not mean it's true. Okay, stop thinking that. Just because somebody in authority said something does not mean it's true. We always go back to the word of God. We always go back and test. In other words, what I'm saying, and I don't mean for this to sound harsh, but we cannot afford to put our God-given brains on hold and just take everything that we hear at face value. We have a responsibility to test what we hear. Okay, say that again, say that I have a responsibility to test what I hear. So that statement in Galatians, do not be deceived, is immediately followed by another one. And it's actually, I I think, such a promise. I think it's just, it's full of life. Goes on, he says, God can't be mocked. And so when I look at that, God cannot be mocked. I cannot afford to be deceived. Do not be deceived, the commandment. God cannot be mocked. To me, that says when things go haywire, that God's still on the throne. That never changes, no matter what's going on over here. That never, ever changes. He will not be mocked. Now, some of you are sitting back and going, well, it certainly looks like he's being mocked right now. Yes, it does. It does. But the word of God says that he cannot be mocked. That means at some point, there's going to be a reckoning. Where do you want to be when that reckoning comes? Okay, so let's keep going. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. It talks about entering through the narrow gate. It talks about going down the pathway in the narrow gate. What's the narrow gate? Okay, the emphasis is actually not on the pathway. It's on the gate. The gate is always Jesus Christ. So in other words, the highway to hell is broad. The gate is wide open for many who choose that way, but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few will ever find it. So if the road to eternal life, if the road into the kingdom of heaven is narrow, if you have to go through the gate, which is Jesus Christ, an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, not just lip service, but stepping through the gate, entering into a different realm, entering into a different culture and following the way of Jesus Christ. And scripture tells us only a few are going to find it. Then we should not be surprised that there is deception springing up within the body of Christ. Okay, let me read that again. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. And this is from the New Living Translation. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. That's the easy way. It's the world's way. It's the culture way. But the gateway to life, the gateway to eternal life, the gateway to heaven is very narrow, 
and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. So again, the emphasis is on the gate. The gate is Jesus, that narrow gate is Jesus. You know, one of the pictures I had is people kind of working along that path, but they see this narrow, narrow gate that you have to squeeze through, so to say, and they stop there. And they can mock and they can say, you can't go through that gate, or they can they can deceptively, you know, say, oh, I've been there and, you know, here I am now, look at me. But the thing is, is the gate is narrow and only a few ever find it, only a few go through it. But again, remember what I said from Galatians, God cannot be mocked. Just say that right now, God cannot be mocked. It's really, really important to remember, God cannot be mocked. When you see things going wrong, when you see deception within the body of Christ, when you see moral failures within the body of Christ, when you see sin within the body of Christ, when you see sin within your own life, remind yourself, God cannot be mocked. And we have a responsibility individually. We look at this and we see that we're off that narrow path. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not living on the right side of the gate, so to say. We need to get ourselves back in line. We have a responsibility for ourselves. Okay. And if we would take that responsibility as the body of Christ, seriously, think of everything that would change. Okay. So again, just say God cannot be mocked. Okay. So we are living in a day where there's increasing revelation about those who are on the path, but haven't entered through that gate. Those who have been playing a game rather than knowing the savior. So what I see is so many people are surprised by this, but we actually should not be surprised. If we look at scripture, if we take scripture as our plumb line, we're going to find that we're warned over and over and over that this will happen. Okay, let's go into that. Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really ferocious wolves. It goes on to state that they're going to be identified by their fruit, the way that they act. Fruit is always an amazing identifier. Okay, so they come in and they look harmless as sheep. But in time, you start to see a swirl or something begins to feel off. And they will be exposed eventually. Why? Because God will not be mocked. Okay, so again, they're disguised as harmless sheep. But these buggers bite because their focus is not on Jesus. They never enter through the gate. Okay, they're playing a game rather than walking with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15, it talks about um, false apostles being among you. In other words, false leaders. Okay. But what's interesting is it goes on, it says they're deceitful workers, but they disguise themselves as apostles of Jesus Christ. There will be those who are leaders within high level leadership positions who are not walking with the Lord who have not gone through the narrow gate. Now, does that mean that we say that about every leader? Absolutely not. There are many who have gone through the gate. There are many wonderful, wise men and women of God who have gone through that narrow gate and who are leading with the wisdom and authority who, that comes from the throne room of heaven. Absolutely. Don't ever throw out the baby with the bathwater just because you've been hurt by somebody in leadership or found out that they were a false apostle, false prophet, that they hadn't gone through the gate, that they're a wolf in sheep's clothing, all that stuff. Never, ever let that take you down and out. Okay, you're created to have a stance. You're created to have a voice. You're created to know right, right from wrong. And, you know, if, it, if we go on with that, if, if we go on with 2 Corinthians, verse 14 says, I'm not surprised. What's he not surprised about? 
he is not surprised that there's false apostles. He is not surprised that there's deceitful workers. He is not surprised that there are people who have disguised themselves of being apostles of Jesus Christ and are not. Why? Because even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. All right. So he's not surprised. Verse 15. So it's no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Whose servants? Those who are following the demonic, those who are of the kingdom of darkness, those who are of Satan's kingdom, rather than have entered through the narrow gate and are part of the Lord's kingdom. Okay. So it's no wonder that his servants, Satan's servants, will disguise themselves as angels of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment that their wicked deeds deserve. In other words, go back to what I said at the beginning. Go back to Galatians. God cannot be mocked. Period. God cannot be mocked. Finally, jump to the book of Jude. Jude has only one chapter. And he begins right away with urging the people to defend their faith. Right now, you could say, I must defend my faith. Brother, sister, it is time to open your mouth. We cannot afford to stay quiet. We are seeing freedom after freedom after freedom after freedom stripped away. Okay, every day I look at the news and there is another thing that's trying to be stripped away from the body of Christ. There's another thing being stripped away from righteousness. There is another thing that will impact our level of freedom and not in a positive way. It's taking away layer by layer by layer by layer. It's being eroded. But hear me, God will not be mocked. The question for all of us is, which side of this gate are we on? Have we entered through the narrow gate? Do we know that our God will not be mocked? And then do we say, what is our part in that? So again, um, Jude, he begins right away, verse number one, urging the people to defend their faith. Again, defend your faith. He goes on and says that the reason we have to defend our faith is because God has entrusted once and for all time to his holy people. In other words, God has entrusted with you that faith to defend the kingdom of heaven on the face of this earth. You are here for such a time as this. God is counting on you. He's counting on me to defend the faith. We've entered through that narrow gate. Now we have to begin to speak and to begin to take a stance and begin to defend that faith. You see, you cannot afford to be taken down and out or to be silenced because you have so much pain. You have so much wounding. You're so discouraged. You're so frustrated because wolves have been uncovered among the sheep. If anything, it should cause you to rise up with a righteous anger. It should cause me to rise up with a righteous anger and a voice to be heard for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, I will counter anything that the demonic is trying to steal away. I will counter any sheep in wool or any wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay, I will counter any wolf in sheep's clothing. I will not allow the body of Christ to be silenced. I will not allow freedom to be stripped away. I will not allow conformity to anything other than God's kingdom. So you see, when we stay silent, when we just say, oh, well, it'll be okay at the end, when we refuse to use the voice, when we refuse to defend the kingdom of heaven, we're actually not doing what God's called us to do, which means we're being disobedient, which actually means 
we're in sin. We're here to defend the faith. God is counting on us. He's equipped us. He's mandated us to defend the faith. So, but what I've seen happening instead is fear is rising up, distrust enters in, we're too wounded, we're too frustrated, we're too discouraged. And what happens then is the wolf might be eradicated from the sheep pen, but the effect continues because the sheep are too busy licking their wounds to stand up and be counted and to speak truth. Where are you at? Where am I at? It's something that we need to look at. So verse four goes on as Jude continues to speak and he goes on, he says, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live in moral lives. I remember counseling some people many years ago, actually, this has happened a couple of times where they're living together. They've chosen, um, it tend, I tend to find it the most in the area of um some, some in drugs, but mainly in sexuality. And so they were living together and they had actually been a little bothered by it. Like they had a check in their spirit before they did it. So they went and talked to a pastor. The pastor told them it was fine. There is nothing about sex outside of marriage. The Bible says it's fine. The culture says it's fine. Absolutely. But there's nothing, nothing in scripture that says it's okay. Actually, it's not okay. It's a sin. And so as I sat with them doing their premarital counseling, I took scripture and I opened up the word of God and they're like, oh my gosh, their intention was not to get caught up in sin, but they went to a person who was a sheep or a wolf. I'm sorry, I keep turning that a wolf in sheep's clothing who gave them advice, a person of authority. They went down that road. They didn't go back to scripture themselves. And because of that, they had entered into a life of sin. And I didn't want to put shame on them. That's not, you know, when the Lord reveals something, it is always to bring restoration. It's always to bring freedom. It's always to bring healing. So we went down that road, um, ended up doing their wedding, and they came back afterwards. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we can't believe the difference it made being married, being under covenant, understanding what the word of God says. You see, when we do things God's way, everything changes, but we have to, they could have gone down the road of, I can't trust anyone within the body of Christ. You know, there's nothing here, but no, they drew close to the Lord. They knew they were forgiven. They knew that God had removed that sin as far as the East is from the West. And he gave them a beautiful, beautiful new start. And I've heard many, many stories like that. But again, we have to make that choice. Are we going to be a voice to be heard? I could have just said, oh, this isn't a problem. But instead, I was like, no, this is, we need to look at this. If you want to walk with the Lord, if you've entered through the narrow gate, we need to look at this. We cannot afford to be deceived. So again, I say this because this is Jude. I say this um, because some ungodly people have warmed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So many in the body of Christ are, are picking and choosing how they want their faith to look rather than saying, I will radically align with the word of God. So yes, there is deception within the body of Christ. Absolutely. There are wolves within the sheep pen. Yes. The question is, what are we going to do? Remember, okay, we're sheep. Yes, but we follow a shepherd, absolutely Jesus Christ. Okay, 
Jesus, the lamb who was slain, is also the lion of Judah. Okay, when we look at scripture, we look at Ephesians, we're told to put on the full armor, which tells us that we're actually in a battle. We're in a war. So we can't just lay down and say, oh, well, it's no, we rise up and we stand and we fight. And yes, the weapons of our warfare are a little bit different or very different because we fight with heaven's weapons. But the question is, are we even going to take them up? Are we going to assume it? Now, I want you to hear one of those weapons is, is also our voice. God gave us this voice. Okay. So verse um, eight of Jude, in the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams, live immoral lives, defy authority and scoff at supernatural beings. I looked at this and I'm thinking of supernatural beings. I'm thinking of the angels. I'm thinking of all the things that the Lord does. I'm also thinking about the gifts. I'm thinking of the, the you know, signs, wonders, and miracles. They get scoffed at. I mean, everything that's of the supernatural realm of God gets shut down. And yet we are told that we're to do the same things Jesus did and even greater things, which means that we're to we're to we're to see the healings flow. I mean, we're to see, you know, the salvations, people come into the kingdom of God, people coming through that narrow gate, we're to be discipling them. All this that goes into walking in the fullness of who God is, all this that goes into bringing heaven to earth. Verse 16, he goes on, he says, these people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others. Why? Because they, to get what they want, to get the you know, they, they manipulate, they control, they shame. All these things come into play. Verses 18 and 19. You've been told that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating division among you. They follow their own natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. So this is what I want you to hear. There is absolutely a lot of deception. Absolutely. It is being exposed. Praise God. Okay, God cannot be mocked. The question is, as, as followers of the Lord, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? Couple Number of suggestions. Number one, do not allow your voice to be stolen. Do not allow the government to steal your voice. Do not allow your family to steal your voice for the kingdom of heaven. Do not allow... Um, fear to steal your voice. Okay, yeah, make sure it is seasoned in love, but don't be afraid to grab onto the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Like I said, seasoned in love, but full of authority from the kingdom of heaven. Do not allow your voice to be stolen. Do not stay silent. Do not believe the lie that you're alone. Okay. Again, deception is in the body of Christ. Yes. Okay. If you are in a local body where you see that everything's going sideways and it's not aligning with the word of God, go find another body of believers. Do not isolate yourself. This is also a season where it's so easy to just stay home for so many reasons and say, I'm going to watch a service online. There's a time and a place for that. If you're not feeling well, absolutely stay home and watch it online. But otherwise, go gather with other believers. Because one of the lies of the enemy is that you're all alone. And actually, if you isolate, 
That will eventually feed into that lie. So gather with other believers. Ask the Lord daily to increase that spirit of discernment, that spirit of revelation, that spirit of wisdom, so that you could know what's of the Lord and what's not and dive into the word of God and refuse to compromise on his standards. I don't care what the world's doing. We cannot afford to align with the world when we're agents of the kingdom of heaven placed here on this earth for such a time as this. So do not let the deception within the body of Christ take you down and out. Let it be a fuel that gives you a holy anger that calls us to righteousness, to walk with the kingdom of heaven, to be agents for the kingdom of heaven, to bring heaven to earth, to introduce people to Jesus Christ. Because you know what? Anything other than God's kingdom is a false hope. And false hope only leads to destruction. People need to see. They, they see. It's amazing how much of the deception they need. It's, it, they, see with it, they see that deception within the body of Christ. It's amazing how much of that manipulation that they see. It's amazing how the moral failures just get all, all the news. And we have to be that consistent voice in the middle of all that. That says, there is a God. I will not let the deception throw me. I know that my God's still in control. I'm going to dive into his word even more. I'm going to worship even more. I'm going to spend even more time with him. I'm going to speak up even more. Because not only does my life depend on it. Not only does your life depend on it. Not only does freedom depend on it. But you know what? The future generations are counting on us to not just hold this line, but to take back ground that's already been lost. And I'll tell you something. I don't just want the ground taken back. I want the plunder too, because that's who my God is. When we go back as an army of the Lord, we don't just take back the ground that's been stolen away, but we take the plunder also. And that's what I'm praying for. That's what I believe in. That's what I want to see. The question is, are you going to join me? Where are you going to stand? So I know I've gone long today, a lot of scripture in that. I will actually note that scripture for you in case you want to go back and look at it. I really want to encourage you to dive in. And if you have been really frustrated, really uh, down about the deception within the body of Christ, I want to just say, yes, it's there. We were told to expect it. This is not new. This did not catch God by surprise. We need to realize that it can no longer catch us by surprise. We need to understand that God will not be mocked. And the question we need to be asking the Lord is, Lord, what's my place right now? What am I to do? What am I to say? Fill me with your wisdom. Fill me with your discernment. And give me a holy boldness to do what you're asking me to do in this season. Because I want to take that ground. And I want the plunder too. So there we go. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining me. Please feel free to share this. Um, We really want to spread the word. We want to encourage each other, build each other up so that we're walking in the fullness of, of our assignments for right now, for this time. You are here for such a time as this. Again, if you want to find out more about the ministry, go to ruthhendrickson.org. And I want to say also for those of you who have been really, really wounded within the church, I know there's a lot of you. I know that. You've been, I've been wounded within the church. You need to get some ministry. You need to get some healing. I want to invite you to go to the website, check out the Mashaw ministry, M-A-S-H-A-H. It's an international ministry that ministers deep into the heart, the emotional healing and deliverance 
we would love to walk through you or with you, sorry, walk with you and help you get that healing that you need so that you can really be that voice to be reckoned with. We want to just see you, you know, freed up and, and, and healed. We have a wonderful God who heals. So you can find out all the information about our emotional healing ministry and our deliverance ministry, Mashaw, how to get an application, how to get an appointment, all the costs involved and everything that's also on the website. So again, the website is ruthhendrickson.org. Army of Christ, it's time to rise up. There's deception within the body of Christ, but God will not be mocked. It is time. It's time to speak. Find your voice. The Lord says, open your mouth and he will fill it. We cry out for the wisdom and the discernment, the courage, the boldness, the strength, his protection. But we cannot sit back and stay quiet. Have a great day. Be so blessed. Know that you are here for such time as this. You are not an accident. Yep, we have a war to fight. But our God's with us and he will not be mocked. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.